Shanny, we're back. 30 West, episode eight. Not too much going on tonight. We both a little bit tired, but uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be like second half players here. You know what I mean? Get down early, then make the comeback. Yeah. Long week. Just got to keep on keeping on. Absolutely. I was uh, I was thinking about it as always. What are some of your favorite athletes to wear the number eight? This is a good number. At first, I was hesitant. I was like, eh, there might not be too many, but there's actually quite a few. Who do you got? I got a good feeling that we're going to cross over on one of these, so I'm glad I'm going first here. Go, I'm, go ahead. I'm going with the Iron Man, Cal Ripken. Yeah, he's on the list for and sure. I'm not, I'm not going to spend 65 hours going through all of his accomplishments and stats, but 2,632 straight games. That's why they call him the Iron Man. Yeah, there, there's no uh, no doubt that he was going to make my list. Uh, Do you ever get to see him play? I actually got to see him play a couple times when I was younger. No, I didn't. He's a big man. He's pretty tall, man. I think he's like 6'4", pushing 6'5", tall shortstop. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Cal on both our our lists for sure. Did you have anybody else? Yeah, I had Aikman too, Troy Aikman. You love Troy. Yeah. (laughs) I think I like him more as a broadcaster. I mean, I, I never got to really see him as a player very little. But his accomplishments there. But I love that combo with Joe Buck. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of the best in sports broadcasting for sure. It's a it's a great uh, great duo. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little bit out of the norm here for myself. And I've been picking baseball guys as of late. I had Cal Ripken Jr. Obviously. Um, just a quick shout out to to Pops Willie Stargell, number eight for the Pirates. Anytime you're going on in, my radar, really. Anytime you're going to PNC Park and you just see that massive statue, it, it always reminds you of uh, those 70s teams that are absolutely dominant. Would love to get back back to that point someday. But some wild cards here in the in the number eight category, almost like that second, third tier of athlete that's really not not the best, but you there's something lovable about them. Antoine I'm Walker, you say somebody okay? Antoine Walker, number eight for the okay. Celtics. He was. You know, he was kind of, I don't want to say he was in Paul Pierce's shadow, but um, did not have as stellar a career as, as the truth, obviously. D- did you hear that story about after he retired, like he pretty much gambled away all of his money and he ended up like completely broke? I just saw him on Chris Carter and Nick Wright's show a few days ago, just looking fat as hell, like just on the show just to get a, a little paycheck. Yeah, maybe you should read into that story a bit, bud. That's, yeah. You're kind of trending that direction. Let's but go the opposite way of his picks. Um, a, a few others that that would fall in there. Rex Grossman, number eight for uh for Florida. And then I also had on there um well, he's certainly not in that second tier, but Alex of Alexander Oveshkin's a badass. Not not gonna lie about it. He's a tool. I mean the, the guy the guy puts up some some massive points on the ice like he's the real deal yeah i'll leave it at that god you are you're just lacking energy and and your boy well, you Cody, said Alvan- alexander ovechkin you want me to bring heat um your boy kobe he's number eight as, as well but we both said a couple weeks back we'd put 24. him in at, put him in at 24 yeah yeah so and this is uh, this segment's actually got the the biggest response from people. So if you got some favorite number eights, shoot them our way. Yeah, we uh, love it. Keep it yeah. coming. Absolutely. Um, also, Tommy Maddox in that that second tier as maybe the worst athlete <laughs> to ever put on the number eight. Dude, he had a little bit of a run where you thought yeah. this might be it. We're going. Yeah. We're going. I've seen I've seen enough in person. Just pick six. Jacksonville playoffs. Relax, like, buddy. Yeah. Relax. Okay. R- name the last time you were in the in the Arena Football League and then turned around to a to a pro football career. Never. Was Tommy in the XFL too? I think he was. I got I got to confirm that, but I think he might have been. That's making a nice comeback. So, there's your number 8s for the day. Matt, I also as you know, big fan of trivia and I got one for you today. Um, I was at work and for whatever reason, 
uh, this gentleman was there. I don't know what he was doing. Some type of like insurance rep. I, I have no idea. But anyway, we got to talking. It led us to national parks, right? He had recently taken a trip to Alaska and he, he informed me that the biggest national park in the country is in Alaska. It's uh, Wrangell St. Elias Park. 8.3 million acres, right? So then that got me to believe in... 8.3 uh, 8. million? 8.3 million. Just to put in perspective, the state of Maryland is 7.9 million acres. The entire state of Maryland, okay? Who the hell's maintaining that thing? Hey, I don't know. The wild, buddy. Okay. Okay. Um, for some other for some other perspective, um, Denali is is also located there. It's four point seven million, right? Yellowstone is two point two million acres. So anyway, we were talking Alaska. That got me thinking. Denali National Park. That's where Denali Mount Denali is. I don't even know if they call it Mount Denali. They switched the name in twenty fifteen back to Denali. You you may know it as. Mount McKinley, right? The tallest peak in America. Okay. Just for reference, Mount Everest is 29,029 feet. I want to know from you, Matt, how tall is Denali, the tallest peak in the United States? As always, a few seconds to think about it, and we'll get your answer when we come back. the reference mount everest 29,029 feet all right i just do want i want to say that one of my favorite comedians kirk fox you got to look this up by the way you, i know you're a big comedian guy he does one of the best jokes in relation to like the highest peaks in the world he's talking about when his dad was on his deathbed all right um he always wanted to climb mount kilimanjaro his dad did and he went his whole life you know on his deathbed 75 years old and he's going out and Kirk Fox, his son is in the, in the room with him, and his dad's about to go out. And he said, his dad brings him in like for his last words. And he whispers in his ears. He's like, I want you to take my ashes to the top of <laughs> Kilimanjaro. He's like, fuck that. Yeah. And, and Kirk Fox was like, what, what'd you say, dad? I, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? So anyway, apparently, he goes through all this training, right? He actually heads out out there and uh, he's at base camp and you got to spend like two or three weeks at base camp before you climb the mountain. And he did training prior to this and uh, he went with a couple buddies. So <laughs> he had his dad's ashes, right? They get out of the car. They're uh, at the at base camp. They're walking across the street. He trips, <laughs> he falls, spills his dad's ashes everywhere. Ends up saying, well, close, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> and about, uh, he he does oh, it pretty well on stage, but uh, that's I actually think I've seen that. Now that you tell the story, that's uh, that's, that's funny though. One of the best, uh, Kirk <laughs> Kirk Foss. Check check him out. Great mustache, by the way. So Mount Everest, twenty nine thousand twenty nine feet. How tall is Denali? The Denali's shorter, right? You said that. Is it shorter than Everest, or I have to guess that as well? It could be. It could be taller. Hey, dumbass! Everest is the tallest mountain. Okay, in the, all right. The world. I thought that's what you said. All right. Uh, you're 24,000 uh, not not bad 20,310 20,310 so you were i was gonna say you're two two for your last two the streak comes to an end yeah that's it's all right I, i'll take it it's all right we'll get him next time don't worry about it buddy all right so uh like we said little low on the energy. Hopefully we get going here. Matt, what do you got coming up for the weekend? What are you looking towards? Looking forward to? Excuse me. Well, I got some time with some former co-workers on Saturday, and then you and I are hitting the business plan on Sunday. And 
I'm also hoping that the baby doesn't come this weekend. So, yeah, me too. That's that's really going to put a damper on things. Yeah. So you got uh, you have lunch on Saturday. That's yeah, I got some good. I got some Dino's wings coming my way on Saturday. Nice I'm about that. Del- delicious, absolutely. If you're ever in the Western PA area, gotta grab yourself some Dino's wings. Voted number one by the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a fact. What I'm looking forward to, Jerry Seinfeld, he's uh he's at the Benedum on Friday. 9.30. Do you think Jerry's one of the best of all time? Yeah, for sure. I gotta see, I gotta see some of his stuff. I, I'd say the sitcom put him on a different level. I I wouldn't I, I don't know if I can put him in one of the top comedians of all time, though. But we'll see. He's uh he's at 9.30 at the Benedum. I also wanted to mention Gary Clark Jr. coming to the Benedum. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. You you know anything about Gary Clark Jr.? I don't. Probably the most badass guitar player going right now, and he's got a new album out called The Land. Check it out. And then as Hambone mentioned, great interview with Hambone uh, the other day. I really enjoyed having him on. Yeah, got some good feedback on that too. Yeah, no no guests tonight, but we are going to have uh, Matt's brother-in-law, uh, Brett, on Monday to go over taxes. He's an accountant in Chicago, Grab a little bit of that Chai Town market, see what's going on. Yeah, he's he's out there. So talk a little taxes, talk a little LeBron, likely some other things. He's always heavily opinionated, so good guy to have on. Yeah, well, I got an opinion. His, his lady's got a nice butt, so maybe we talk about that for a minute. <laughs> shout shout out to Lisa. We we love her. She's a big time family friend, right? Yeah. One of the best puts up with with all our nonsense. So uh, those are some of the things to look forward to. Uh, Hambone mentioned Notre Dame's at Pitt. Uh, that's the last game of ACC play. That's going to be at twelve o'clock at the Pete. So uh, we'll see how the Panthers do. I don't not expecting anything too favorable for them. Uh, from the hardwood hardwood headlines this week, Matt. Last night, your boy. Everybody knows you love him. He surpasses the great one. Yeah. In in all time points. LeBron passes MJ last night. Uh Lakers still lose though. Lakers look like shit. Yeah. What 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 are your takeaways from everything? That's a that's a marquee moment in yeah. LeBron's career. It's gotta I, be talked talked about. I stayed up for it and I, I guess for some reason I was expecting a different reaction. It was kind of anticlimactic. I mean, it was an and one. I, I I don't really care how the basket was scored. I was hoping it would be like the classic LeBron breakaway, just cock back and hammer time. But as it happened, I, I don't know. I just expected the first thing I thought of was, man, this would have been so much better if he was in Cleveland, because I feel like they would have done this. They would have stopped the game. And you and I were talking about this last night. You're like, what about the Nuggets flow? I'm like, fuck that. I just, I, I don't know. I was expecting in my mind that there was going to be more of a celebration. And I'm not saying it's this is now the biggest deal ever, but it's a pretty big deal. And Mark Jackson was kind of the bright spot in what, you know, what he was saying, just speaking to the legacy. But I, know, I was kind of disappointed in the, in the overall reaction. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, where you thought maybe there'd be a, a moment of just, you know, kind of putting this whole moment into perspective if you will but i don't know what the hell you want man like do you want lebron to take the basketball and go up in the stands and I want like a little tribute like, a little like tribute he scored a thousand points it's a that i don't think i think it was handled appropriate there there seemed to be a little delay they must have put something up on the video board everybody knew uh the crowd went nuts he was a little bit emotional he hugged some teammates he gets pulled out shortly after yeah. that um, I, I don't know what the NBA or uh, the Lakers staff, what may have you, could have done differently. Yeah. You, you have to respect the uh, the flow of the game and the Jazz, or excuse me, um, uh, the Nuggets are, are number one in the West right now. They don't want to lose any ground and they were on a little bit of a run there when that happened. So I don't think you can uh, you can pause the game too, too long. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. You just love you fucking love LeBron. Let's stay on here. <laughs> Let's stay on this for a minute. <laughs> Go ahead. Just get your LeBron stuff in. 
why you have uh, a chance. I, I actually, I want to talk to Brett about this on Monday, but I, I love uh, opportunity for the, the LeBron MJ debate to come up. And obviously today sparked it and they're just, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but <laughs> number one, LeBron statistically, it's not all about statistics, but he will be unquestionably across the board, the number one player of all time statistically. And he's got a shot, I think, of even passing Kareem. He needs 6,000 some points. So, you know, if he averages 27, if he averages in the mid 20s and plays another three years, he probably gets there or close to it. And, you know, assists and rebounds. He's already ahead of Jordan in all the statistical categories. But, you know, the comparison, I don't know. They're just two different players to me. And we were talking about this with Nikki G today. And he just loves, he's been loving picking arguments with, with me for the last 12 years. But Jordan was just a different, a different beast. And LeBron is more magic. And I even said earlier, like, Russ is more... MJ and I still think that just from a mentality standpoint the only thing that that Jordan's going to have on LeBron is the 6 for 6 with the rings and it's we know it's not all about rings either or Bill Russell would be the greatest so it's never going to it's never going to land anywhere you're either going to be on one side of it or the other I, I'm I know exactly what you're saying I don't think anybody would argue against the fact you know I loved when you said Russ's game reflects MJ's more than than LeBron's reflects MJ. I think that's totally accurate. They have a different uh MJ and LeBron that is just have a different persona to them. They're two totally different people in the way that they act on the court, yeah. the way that they um approach every minute, every second of the game. We're at a little bit of a disadvantage. We didn't see MJ play yeah. his career, but you have to go on kind of the uh, the word of, of mouth legacy. And, and obviously there's enough video of them too, but I, you know, I think MJ separates himself a little bit in, in two other areas. I think defensively he's better um, th th than LeBron is just based on um, looking at, at the all defensive teams. I think he's got six, seven, maybe even eight uh, all defensive team. I'm probably going to say that and just look it up. He only, yeah, probably only has one or something like uh, that. Th um, that. I agree with you there, and I mean, if if LeBron can get another title, if he can get a title in LA, at that point for me, I don't even want to entertain the conversation. LeBron's the greatest of all time. By the time he hangs it up and he has four rings with three different teams, that and teams that aren't swimming in talent. I mean, yeah, the Miami team was good, but those guys were veteran guys and then they had a bunch of role players, but it's just a totally different situation in, in their careers. And I don't think anybody on the planet ever in the history or going forward could ever take a team that like he took in Cleveland as far as he did. I think he's the only player ever that could do that. And I'm, I'm standing by that statement. Yeah, as I said in uh, our conversations with Nikki G, who, by the way, we're, we'll get him on here shortly. We'll, uh, great perspective on, on the sports side of things and just a hilarious friend of ours. Got to talk to this guy. But uh, MJ, nine-time all-defense. So I wasn't too far off there. But um, I, I, don't think, I don't think you're trying to make an argument one way or the other. You're just trying to point out the, the, the differences. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, and... let. Again, I've been saying this for years in the debate because this conversation started a long time ago between those two guys. But let, let's let let LeBron finish the last couple years of his career, two or three, maybe four, and then we'll, we'll solidify. Because in most people's mind, it's made up. But I think he's right there. And like I said, if he gets a title, if he gets a title in L.A., he's, he's the GOAT. Yeah, absolutely. Just just to mention, um, at the same point in time, 34 years of age, Le LeBron um, averaging 27.1 this year, MJ averaging 28.7. LeBron's got him in all the other categories like assist and uh, actually shooting percentage as, as well. 
The only thing Jordan would top him in is from the free throw line. Uh, LeBron's actually shooting his lowest percentage from the free throw line this year. But I will say this, uh, at 34 years of age, MJ was operating at, at, at the highest level that he ever did. Just, you know, same status. The next year he retires at, for the first time. Yeah. Skip, skips out on three years. And then, uh, no, excuse me, excuse me. He retires for the second time, then comes back and plays for for Washington three years later. We know so, what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just interesting to to look at the the stats and the storyline, and just always have that that debate. It's always going to be there. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I, I I think we need to start trending in a direction of that these two guys should not be compared, and and maybe look at a, a magic. And MJ or Magic and LeBron, and uh, maybe maybe there's somebody else that's more comparable to, to MJ down the road. The the last thing I'll say, and we can move on, is I already saw reports out of LA that they're going to start reducing his minutes now that their playoff hopes are pretty much gone. And unfortunately, I owe you breakfast, so hopefully yeah, bre- uh, McDonald's has the two for one. McGriddle special that day. That's bullshit. You agreed to Bob Evans and you know what I will. That's bullshit. Okay. But, but seriously, on. I want to say people are counting out the Lakers and LeBron and like, oh, he's done, whatever. We'll see. They're going to end up with two other superstars and good role players. and They're going to make a hard run at it. Remember, again, I brought this up before. They were third in the West. The, like pretty much the whole first half of the season. And then he goes down with the injury. So we're having a different conversation right now if he doesn't go out hurt. So just keep that in your back in the back of your mind. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So essentially you're saying if LeBron played, the Lakers would have been better. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I'm saying well, well that's a, that's a given. I'm saying we wouldn't be having the media wouldn't be talking about what they're talking about right now, which is you know, this whole thing's in turmoil. But the Lakers went from third to twelfth in the West because LeBron missed eighteen games. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. I understand. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we gotta we gotta push push the ball up the floor a little bit. Uh, Adidas recruiting scandal. Three guys sentenced today. There's going to be a lot more that comes out of this. Uh, there are some big names. ESPN reported it in the article. Uh, Sean Miller's not going to escape escape this. He's got to testify. He hasn't been charged with anything. Mostly falls on Adidas's end. What did you see in the story that that's worth talking about? Uh, it was kind of, it was an interesting scenario and having, being working in a bank, it was pretty much the wire fraud that it sounds like what got them caught. So they, these guys were wiring money to players to push them towards Adidas and certain agents and managers. So eh, nobody, nobody's got a handle on this stuff. I mean, the judge is like, well, we're coming down on the NCA, or we got to teach them a lesson. Nobody's being taught anything here. This this stuff will continue to happen. I don't know how you stop it. You can try to control it. You could be reactive to it. But how do you proactively stop all this stuff from happening? Because there's just there's so much out there right now and technology, and it's so easy for these guys to communicate and be paying players in a ton of different ways and offshore accounts and all this stuff. So I, it's it's nuts, but good luck getting a handle on it. I don't want that job. Me either, but here's my takeaways from a few, the few things that I have. Number one, on the Adidas side of things, th- three guys charged here. Um, Lewis Kaplan sentenced, uh, he former Adidas executive, Christian Dawkins, uh, sports business manager, and here's a shocker, James Gatto. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey, if uh, they need somebody to wear Adidas dress shoes to work, you can go ahead and wire me 20K and I'll put them on tomorrow. Absolutely. I, I'm in that boat too. But the, th- the three schools involved here that are... are I don't know how schools are going to get money back on this, but uh, Kansas, Louisville, and NC State, one of the bigger names was mentioned in the article is Dennis Smith Jr., the, the former NC State player, um, that he was uh, apparently $40,000 to secure commitment of former Wolfpack star Dennis Smith Jr. 
So a lot of money exchanging hands and so on and so forth. But it, this is just a never-ending story. Th- this is what's hot on the press right now. Tomorrow, yep. something else will come up. Nobody's and, even uh, talking about it anymore. Like we're kind of late to the party just based on our recording schedule. But yeah, absolutely. So just just worth mentioning. That's what's going on in the basketball realm on the uh, college side of things. Of course, the NCAA won't be uh, you know won't be docked for anything. They'll just keep rolling along. Not their fault. Never. No, nope. they didn't. <laughs> they didn't do anything. So uh, lastly, from. Uh, Stay in college basketball. Kansas Big Twelve regular season uh, champion streak comes to championship streak comes to an end. Uh, we were talking about this the the Big Twelve kind of a mess. Maybe it is a, a you know turning of the tide. It's going to come yeah. down going to come down to Texas Tech and Kansas State this weekend to see who comes away with the uh, regular season title. Could also they could also share it as well if they both went out. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think we both, the, the last time we talked about Big 12, I think we were both kind of on Kansas State, if I remember, to come out of the Big 12. But uh, either way, it's kind of status quo. It's been a mess. So, um, Some of the things <laughs> that were in place the, the, the last time Kansas did not win the regular season. By the way, the last school to win was Oklahoma State. Um, Nick Saban. Your your boy won a championship for LSU. How about that? Yeah, good times. Uh, UConn beat Georgia Tech. Well, I I don't even remember, but you hear that by the way, the siren. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Coming for you, buddy. That's in the city. Um, uh, UConn beat Georgia Tech for the national championship. I don't even recall Georgia Tech being in a championship, so that was kind of like that was crazy for me. Um. JJ Redick made 95.3% of his free throws that season at Duke. Emeka Okafer, Jameer Nelson, they were playing college ball. Ooh. Chris Paul was playing at Wake Forest. So those are some of the things going on. Good stuff, Big Cat. 14 straight. That's a long time, man. That's a hell of a streak. Yeah. Maybe, hey, uh, speaking of streaks, I don't know if we'll get I'll get a chance to mention this later. So I want to throw it in now. What's up with Marquette, man? I think it's the curse of 30 West, dude. I really do. Once we start talking about somebody that's good, it they just shut down. Well, it's I think it started with uh with the Villanova game. And we had some serious debate offline on the point spread and who took who that that day. Uh but three straight losses, three straight losses straight up and against their spread. So they hit a rough patch. I mean, they they lost at Villanova. They lost at home against Creighton and Seton Hall. Just handled them um, last night. So, man, we were high on Marquette, and they just dropped. Yeah, I think I'm most bummed out about it because I was all in. Wojo, me and him. Yeah. We're boys, and I thought we were talking about your boy Howard. Yep. Thought they were a real deal. But who knows? We'll see. It, it's... It's conference tournament time. This is when it gets real serious. This is when we find out. This is when we find out. This it'll be all right. It'll be all right. I'm I'm still high on uh, on our Eagles. They'll be all right. Anything else from uh, from the hardwood, Matt? What do you got? No, nah, that's what I got. I wanted to mention that Marquette situation. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll take things to the diamond now. Spring training going on. Some disappointing news today. I was uh, upset to hear this because I'm, I'm kind of a fan of his. Uh, Salvador Perez, the Kansas City Royals catcher, gold glover, one of the best behind the dish. Uh, he's going to have to undergo Tommy John surgery. will most likely be out the entire 29, uh, 2019 season. This got me thinking, man. I, I, I never put this into perspective today until this story came out. The catcher is is throwing the ball back just as many times as the pitcher, and then at, at times, you know, call it between six and ten times a game, he's throwing it as hard or harder than a pitcher is to whether it guy still in third, somebody leading too far off first. Um, so their arm is getting just as much tension on it and and strain throughout a, a one hundred sixty two game season. 
the other thing too is they're they're playing more games than the everyday start, you know, five day rotation. So catchers' arms are getting, you know, beat up all the time. I I never I, I thought about that, but I never put it into good, you know, a good thought process until today. Yeah. It's just disappointing that it happened, you know, to the high caliber player like this. And disappointing for the Royals as well. They finished last in the AL Central last year. So I think they were hoping to, you know, get a little bit more life in the ball club and turn things around, start trending upwards. Yeah, you don't see that much from that position. Although to your point, that that's that's a good point, but just doesn't happen nearly as often, obviously, as the pitcher, but just kind of looking down through the list of Tommy Johns and catchers are kind of few and far between on that list. So it's it's a it's a shame to see it. Yeah, obviously more common amongst pitchers, but uh, I was just disappointed to hear that. he. I would say he is the best defensive catcher in all of baseball. Uh, he proudly wears the, the golden Rawlings shield on the front of his uh, chest protector. I don't know if you ever noticed that. If you're watching major league ball players, catchers behind the dish, they uh, if they've won a gold glove, they're, they're, the plate in the middle of their chest is always gold. I always think that's badass. That is. Yeah. What um who do you have a you have a favorite MLB or Matt? Uh, I'm curious. Right now? Yeah. I like Gary Sanchez for the Yanks. Wow, that's kind of random. He's yeah. also a catcher. Yeah. Why Dude, is I, that? I, I just I love that team. I fell in love with that team two years ago in the playoffs. And they they kind of lost prematurely, but then they they brought in Stanton and some other guys, and then the Red Sox beat them last year. And I, I know Yankees aren't a, a real popular team in certain areas, but I just baseball needs that team because they got a lot of us young, really exciting players, and they're missing that. So I'm I'm rooting for that team this year. Do you think you're going to push Nolan to be a Pirates fan? Or are you going to maybe like push him more towards a, a winning ball club? I'll push him to enjoy PNC Park, but take the team for what it is and maybe get him on a more winning team. We'll see. He can make the decision. You're not too far off, man, before they like start remembering stuff. Like when you, you're putting things in their room, like certain jerseys, certain colors, you got to make these decisions, man. You are the biggest impact in, uh, in Nolan's life in terms of fanhood. You gotta yeah. make you gotta make the call, bud. Well, if he's following me, then he's a so so fan, I guess. I watch, but it's the same story every year. So they got to I haven't recovered from the the bridge year. They get to ninety, almost a hundred wins and then they don't retool or try to make a run at it and we're right kind of right back where we started. So all right. They've All had right. they've had enough opportunity. I'm just my expectations are very very low. So, all right. Well, maybe I'll talk to the kid and uh, I'll, I'll get some perspective from him, see what he's up to, and uh, we'll, we'll start selecting some favorite teams here. The last thing I got. This is a very frustrating topic for me. I don't know how to handle it on on dime, diamond discussions. <laughs> We're talking robo robo umpires. Robots, Matt, on the diamond, making calls. The Atlantic uh, Independent Baseball League, this is an eight-team league. MLB has signed a three-year contract with them where they will be using an electronic strike zone, balls and strikes. The, the one thing that I do like is the MLB experimenting this stuff at, at a lower level, getting some feedback. The replay discussion is ongoing across all platforms and it has its pros, it has its cons. What I think is, you know, everybody is in, in life in general too, is that grass is greener mentality, right? Yeah. And I'm curious when we're ever just going to get to the point of it's, it's pretty good the way it is. You know what I mean? Do, yeah. Do umpires fuck up that much, but, but outrageously. Now, get um, they do here and there, you know, 
blown strike call, but and God, I do. I sound like I sound like a fucking seventy year old man, but that that's just part of it. You so know what I mean? let me First, ask you this because I didn't look as heavy into this topic, but what are there specific? calls only that they're saying the robots can make or will make or is this across the board do you do we know yet well first off i want to clear myself up there there's there's not going to be an actual robot out there right um but i i'm curious if there's even going to be a a guy behind the plate for you know because i don't like that because i'm considering what do you got to what if you got to play at the plate for safe and out? There's got to be somebody there, correct? Yeah. Or maybe I, I, I need maybe an the, umpire back there. I don't want to ever see the umpire go away. Now, well, maybe Matt, the guys. This is where field. my my official expertise comes in into play here. Just, this is where you work off rotation. Maybe they have a two man crew, first and third base line, no balls and strikes being called. That first base umpire drops down for a play for a play at home. You know, yeah, that that could happen. Um, Apparently, what also what the MLB is also using is this ball balls and strike data from, uh, I guess from the radar gun. I, I don't know how it's going to be called or or, or what's going to go on. This it's in its infancy stage, but uh, that data is going to be used for scouts to report to MLB ball clubs as well. Yeah. The other curious thing about this league, the the Atlanta. Uh, Atlantic Independent League. By the way, there's tons of independent baseball leagues all across the country. You know, you you can find them anywhere, but probably the closest team for for anybody in Western PA listening would be uh, a little bit of a a little bit of a hike. But York has a team in this league, and uh, Lancaster does as well. So eight team league, mostly Mid Atlantic and some in the New England region. But there, th- this league's also experimenting with mound depth they're going to bump the mound back from uh 60 feet six inches uh, they didn't report how how deep they're going to go but I, I was curious as to why that's happening too i've never heard uh any flack from from the batters in the major league level or the pitchers uh, as well about pitching depth I, I it's been the same essentially since the start of baseball i don't know why it needs adjusted now yeah I, I don't know. It's, this is interesting, but if this catches on, you heard it here first from the big cat. So, yeah, uh, credit to my to my boy Sumter at, uh, at Monumental Sports for for sending that my way. We used to play MVP MVP baseball. Uh, we we tracked it down. I don't know. You remember MVP baseball? Oh yeah, yeah. Best uh, best baseball game in any any video game system ever. Uh, Two thousand five. Our Pujols on the cover. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, I think it was oh four. Luis Gonzalez. Or was it a little earlier than that? Luis Gonzalez was never on the cover. I, I but I was. I know who you're thinking of. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of the first cover, 2003, with Miguel Tejada and Randy Johnson. All right. If I find out he was on the cover, I'm calling you out. He's on 03, and then I believe, I think Pujols is 04, and then Manny Ramirez is 05. Um, but credit to uh, Sumter for sending that. Yeah, that's right. Manny Ramirez is 2005. Pool host is 04. But triple play uh, baseball, EA Sports. Oh, there what he was on. So I, I remember Sammy Sosa being on that on that one. 2000. Shout out Stat Guru for hooking that up real quick. We have our undisclosed Stat Guru. So wow, nice, nice. Um, I, I'm just hesitant towards this the direction that baseball might go. I think MLB will eventually say no to this for Christ's sake. It, I don't think umpires are that bad. Give the guys a break. Yeah. And they, they have done a good job, uh, the last year or two on speeding up the game a little bit. And I know that's always a component of it too. So the game seemed to be going a little quicker. Yeah. You're talking about speeding up the game and, and putting in, uh, you know, artificial balls and strikes and things like that. What are they going to do with, when the Wi-Fi goes down, when there's a glitch, and we got a 10, 15 minute delay. Yeah, you do sound like a seven year old man. Yeah, I got to bring the the IT team out yep, to yep. to there you go correct everything. I don't I don't care, man. We're talking humans are just getting ripped. Hey, you can mobile deposit checks now on your phone. You don't have to go into the branch. So just hey. heads up. 
hey, relax. I'm sure that your your tellers appreciate when I go into the branch. They're like, well, thanks. I have a job. Yeah. You know? I'm just trying to save the people, Matt. Okay? Maybe yeah, you don't you're care. a man of the people. I know. Maybe you don't care about humanity, but I do. All right. So I'm going to take a stand uh, independent league. I might actually go to a couple of these games. I might head out to York and just like wreak havoc for, for my for my umpires. We, we actually have a, a big baseball fan out at our Harrisburg office, and I'm going to have to ask him about, because I think we've talked about this before, but now it's ringing a bell when you said, because he's out in the Lancaster area, so maybe it's the same thing. We'll have to see. But that's it for around... Uh, you know, a little diamond discussion around the horn. It'll be here before you know it, Matt. It'll be full swing baseball season. Yeah. Unbelievable. I love it. I love it. I love summer. Good stuff. We don't have much on the uh, NFL side of things, but uh, Kyler Murray has now been uh, projected as the number one pick to Arizona. We talked about that. You know, there, there's that chemistry there. It makes sense. Rosen's in discussions to maybe be traded. He uh, name popped up with, Antonio Brown trade as, as well, but I don't see that happening. I think uh, Antonio is going to land in Oakland. But what do you think? Yeah. What do you got for me? You had you had one thing in particular about Murray. Yeah, the uh, the story about so Charlie Casserly, who's a longtime NFL scout, basically came out and said he's hearing from teams that all of Murray's off the field interviews and we know he didn't do anything on the field he didn't really partake in the drills at the combine but no no good feedback from what he's saying from the interviews from the whiteboard session so i don't know there's been a lot of backlash on some of the comments at the end of the day i think guys are different guys have different strengths and if arizona believes this guy's the real deal you can't you can't pass on him just because you took Josh Rosen last year. So I do known as much as I know, have serious concerns about his size. Um, he, I know we talked before and I know you're not, you don't think that's as big of a deal, but he's not the guys that we put him up against in that category. I mean, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, those guys are a lot bigger and thicker than Murray and, I'm not saying he doesn't have a chance, but we'll see. But at the end of the day, if Arizona believes in him and they think he's the real deal, then they, they have to take him number one. So it's going to be an interesting draft. So we'll see. We'll see what they do with Rosen. We'll see if there's any mix up towards the top. Yeah, I I personally, I don't know if if Arizona is making the, the right call and uh, going and getting Kyler Murray. Uh, there, there's more flash there. It it seems uh, like Rosen just hasn't, you know, hasn't had enough time to to really develop a career. I, I, I don't yeah. like when I don't like when they do that. Like kind of a one and done. All right, here's right. your sh- here's your shot. Uh, that that's not that's a little bit unfair. I think Arizona would be better served going out and getting somebody in another position that that would serve them well. Shout out but, Steelers for extending Pouncey and Ramon Foster today as well. So. Sure, and up that offensive line, right? Yep, they definitely one of the best in, in the league, uh, if, if not the best. So I'm, I'm glad they took care of that. You got to love the big boys up front, right? Oh yeah, you got got to take care of the priority, and those guys have been getting it done. So glad to see both of those. Yep. So not much from from the grid. It's going to get hot and heavy here. I believe uh, free agency starts on Wes- on Wednesday. Excuse me. So, yeah, and may, we might see an AB signing. In the next day or two. So yep. next day or two, Steelers got to make a call. And there's some very, very interesting free agents out there right now. Landon right. Collins, Eric Weddle, CJ Mosley. So yep, we'll, we'll be paying close attention to what reports we're seeing there. Absolutely. So we'll wrap that up, and that gets us right into Read and React, Matt. This is our favorite segment thus far. And uh, after that, we, got, we did freeze, fi- freeze five minutes last time. We're going to shorten it today. We got three for free. Uh, or free for three, excuse me. Um, that that should be fun. Just a little bit of a shorter story for you, for you guys. Make you laugh, have a good time. Read and react, Matt. We're gonna do these ones quick. So, one word response, sentence, whatever you got for me. It's got to be quick. All right. All right. DK Metcalf. Absolute freak. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Dude, Go get this guy. Go get him. The only thing, two things. Let me say two things about him real quick. The I, I didn't. I haven't gone back and to look this up, but I want to. I don't know that anybody's ever wrapped two twenty five. I think he did it twenty eight times, and he ran a four three forty. I'd be shocked if that combination has ever been done before. We'll but dive, on the we'll dive deep. Get some on the flip side it. of that. I did you see the shuttle, the shuttle run and the the Brady thing. The right. comparison, so yes, that, that, that was interesting good. too. So really was, yeah, really was. Guy's a beast, unbelievable. Love him. Yeah, Bears sign, former pit kicker, blew it. Last name blew it. Got yep. I fucking dropped his uh, first name. Was it Chris Blue? Chris, yeah, yeah, Chris. I thought so. Um, thoughts. <laughs> this all is funny to me because as a as the pit kicker, we've kind of already been making these jokes locally for you know, for years and now he's, he's signed with an NFL team and now you're hearing them nationally. So I don't know. This, this was kind of old news to us, the blew it thing. I thought uh, Rich Eisen had a great tweet. Uh, he said the worst name for a quarterback is Pickett, which the pit also has uh, Kenny yep. Pickett, but yep. uh, he said the worst name for owner ownership is Dolan. Yeah, I saw that. That's, That's great. Yeah. That's great. Eric Weddle's a free agent. Got to, got to get a man. Great, great locker room guy, as they say. Great locker room guy. Yeah, he really, he does seem like it. And to kind of segue off that a little bit, last one, read, react. Lev Bell tweets at other NFL free agents asking them where they're going. If, if I see a story tomorrow on Le'Veon Bell that he's going to sit the year out and just focus on his rap career, I wouldn't be shocked at all. This guy's out of his mind. I don't know what to think about. <laughs> he got ripped in, in the fact that that people are saying you you can't do this in the NFL. You're not the Miami Heat. You're not Boston Celtics. Can't Golden State Warriors just can't put a dream team together with right with, with five of your favorite players. Right, right. So I don't know. The more the more these guys are off on their own, him and AV. Like I don't know, man. The less I'm starting to think that the Steelers could have done anything to slow these guys down. They are one of a kind. Truly are. This, and I made this point a while back, like they're beyond talented players. That's that's evident. But these guys come come across or come come up every year, dude. There's going to be another Antonio Brown. There's going to be another Lev Bell for, for, for the Steelers and for teams elsewhere. Yeah. There are amazing athletes available. There are guys that are willing to bust their ass and, and go out and get the job done. Yeah. AB and Lev Bell, God bless them, but they'll come to the reality one day that, ah, shit, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have acted that way or done this or done that. Or maybe they won't think twice about it. I don't know, but I'm of, I'm of the opinion. There will be, there will be another player. Yeah. Two players just like them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, like we said, I'm I'm more excited about the the Steelers locking up Pouncey and Foster. I think Ramon was going to be on the free agent block next week. I think his contract was up. Pouncey maybe had another year, so glad to see that. But shout out to Brett too. He and we talked about this before, but he said we were talking today about those signings, and he said he'd be excited if the Steelers ended up drafting DeAndre Baker. And we were talking about him. When we talked a little bit about the draft, the, the safety from Georgia, and I yep. said I totally agree. So Steelers will be fine. They're, they'll make they'll make some good decisions here, and if they can get some value for Bell or for Brown, excuse me. But uh, I'm good. We're we're good. Read we'll reacts there. done. Steelers talks done. Fourth quarter, Matt. Degenerate dad. What do you got for us this week? Weekend, excuse me. I'm. What you'd totally agree. A little bit lackadaisical today on our end. We're just yeah, the struggle's been real. The 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 degenerate dad struggle and among others has been real. And we, we just we gotta get on a streak here. And I think it might start with Pitt. You're you're at rock bottom, buddy. Yeah, I, I have no faith in you anymore. I don't know. Hammett Hammett brought up some good points on Monday. So uh no line yet, but Pitt at home against Notre Dame. Bottom barrel of the ACC. 
I like why, that here. Why not? You know, I you're like that. you're already in over your head. They're they're bringing it. What? So you you don't you don't like it? I mean, I don't care if you don't like it. I like it. But hey, if it you like, sound like you like it, if you like it, go with it, buddy. I don't. I haven't looked. I don't look at the spreads as in depth as you do. That'll come out shortly, but um, it just doesn't have. It's not on my radar. So it's hey, not. It's not healthy. Duke, North Carolina on on Saturday as well, six o'clock. Yeah, that's uh, that's always the way to end ACC play before the tournament. Are you equally excited about that game? as you were the last one or did it lose some with Zion not playing Yeah, and, and Duke just losing? Obviously, but here's what I'd like to see with the UNC Duke matchup down the road. They got to play one of their first matchups earlier in the season. Like, yeah, I totally agree. They should lead ACC playoff or excuse me, ACC play. Um, what <laughs> I was that, that threw my, my brain into a blender right there. They should lead ACC play off with uh, Duke UNC because the fact that they these two teams play each other three times in a matter of almost two and a half weeks down the stretch because they'll play each other in the ACC tournament most likely and they've they've done this time and time again throughout the years I'd like to see the game separated more yeah I, I'm with you there totally with you there so but uh, no I'm not as excited about this one the other game I like on Saturday uh, Virginia at home against Louisville so that number is probably going to be in the 12 to 15 range, I assume. But fuck Louisville. Take the points. All right, folks. You can follow him at DegenerateDad30 on Twitter. We're losing faith in him. The guy is struggling, and uh, we're setting up some intervention just shortly. A, just, a little, just a little cold streak. It happens to everybody. So yep, we'll, we'll be all right. Yep. Got to stay positive. Got to keep shooting. I believe in you, buddy. I believe in you. You'll, you'll turn it around. I pray to God you do because you need one. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll finish things off here. Free for three. Again, we did uh freeze five minutes last time. I'm hanging out with deaf people at Target and uh, learning sign language. But uh, another funny story happened to me recently. I was refing basketball. We we went over that. Channy, uh, by the way, that's going great. I'm loving refing. Yeah. It's a good time. So but, you would recommend it then? I would highly recommend it. it okay. It, you know, you get to learn a lot. You're close to the game. You get to handle conflict resolution. It it, it builds your confidence That's too. A good resume builder right there. Conflict resolution. Absolutely. But anyway, uh, I haven't been paired with I'll just say I haven't been paired with spectacular referee partners yet. Okay. With the exception of one time I got Larry. Larry Legend did. Older guy, been reffing for like 30 years. He's the only one who's advised me properly and is doing his job correctly because I, I'm I'm watching videos. I'm I'm reading the rule book. I know what to do out there. And uh, he, I work very well with Larry. But the the first time I met him, uh, we're sitting down at the scores table. He, we introduce ourselves. Hello, I'm, I'm, I'm Zach. And he says, hello, I'm Larry. And he says, uh, yeah, my neighbor's grandson's name Zach. You guys know each other? <laughs> I was like, I said, I don't think I saw him at the last regional meeting, but uh, maybe at the next one. So, <laughs> Larry, although a good official, is under the assumption that people with the first name just automatically got to know, know each other. You got to know each other. So, uh, that's free for three. Just a little uh, light story to finish the day for you. It's Friday, Matt. If, if they're listening today, it's Friday. Everybody have a good weekend. You got anything else for us? No. Uh, chowing, like I said, chowing down on some Dino's wings. Going to win some bets this weekend, and then you and I are going to talk some strategy on Sunday. Absolutely. So we look forward to it. We got Brett on on Tuesday's episode. Talk taxes. Good God. Got to do those. Um, and then some other guests we have coming up. We're getting your cousin on for sure. Yeah. We're, just, we're staying, in the, that down. staying in the family. And uh, got we'll John coming up here shortly. Yep, see how Free masters. So, see how it goes from there. That's it. That's 30 West, episode eight. That's a wrap, Shanny. Later.
you guys stuck around because we're about to talk some cereal. It's National Cereal Day. Matt, what's your favorite cereal? It's not even close. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's a great pick. That's. I'm actually having a bowl in the next 20 minutes. I have no cereal on me, but uh, if I did, I wish it was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Big Frosted Flakes guy, too. Yeah. I love I love the late night bowl of cereal, so I could go like ten deep on my Rushmore. Let's just do it. Let's take a, a let's take a page out of uh, pardon my takes book. Let's do a little Mount Rushmore top four cereals. Now you cannot select any of the the same ones that I have, and I obviously can't do that for you as well. I will flip a coin for who gets the first pick. Okay, all right. You're gonna call it though. Call it in the air. Tails. It's heads. All right, CTC off the board. Off the board. Off the board, baby. That's huge for our franchise. All right, no worries. I'll go Reese's Puffs. Matt's going with Reese's Puff. I'm going to come back with my... We're going one for one, right? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say like you don't get you don't get two here and then come back to me. I'm gonna go Frosted Flakes. All right, Lucky Charms. See now, I know that I can get a cereal that I personally really really like. But I don't I don't feel like I have to use it in this pick here. So like special K strawberry granola, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to think more for the people, more for the people. I'm going to go Captain Crunch. All right. I like it. I like it. Honeycombs. I'm a big honeycomb guy. So many times I would eat, have eaten the entire family size box of honeycombs in one sitting. This this is tough for me. Fourth round, you got some guys here. This makes and breaks your franchise, right? These are these are the guys that win you championships. Yeah. No? Yeah, they do. I gotta think here for a second. Honeycomb was a really good pick. I, I know what I want to say. <laughs> Special K granola. No, no, this is different. I know the pick that I'm probably going to end up making, but I'm just searching my brain to see if there if there's anything else out there that might might top this guy. Hmm. All right, I'm 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 going to do it. I'm going to tell you tell you what I was between. Okay. After you make your pick, obviously, but I'm gonna go sugar smacks. Fruity Pebbles. Wow, dude. Great fourth rounder. Great, great one. How about the milk after Fruity Pebbles? God damn. That might be number one. See, now you went Fruity Pebbles. I, I would I would much take I would much rather have Fruit Loops than yeah. fr- Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. And I'm surprised. Honorable mention Fruit Loops. I'm surprised I didn't go with that, but sh- I took Sugar Smacks in the fourth with the fourth round pick. What I was also considering, Apple Jacks. Oh um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like so, that. I saw uh, I saw some picks out like Mini Frosted Wheats. Your thoughts? Big Frosted Mini Wheat guy, especially yeah. the blueberry ones. But but here's my thing with that with that Frosted Mini Wheats. Love it, love it. But I can only have one bowl. There's right. something there's something about it. I can only have one bowl. These other ones that I have on my list, I could have three. I could I could finish a whole whole box one sitting. Yeah. Uh apple cinnamon Cheerios. No. They're up there for me. Nope. Yeah. Honestly, I, I like honey nut Cheerios too. So. I was gonna mention that that that's a first ballad hall of famer. But That's like in your grandma's kitchen with like some banana sliced up in there. Yeah, honey, honey nut Cheerios is a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer, but it just it's not a 
it's not a Mount Rushmore guy. It's really not. Well, didn't make the Rushmore. Made the honorable so, mention. All right, we'll run through them real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. Hope you guys stuck around. A little extra for you today. I took a cinnamon cr- cinnamon toast crunch first round. To that to that note, do you ever try the French toast one? Do you like that? I've tried it, but N- not as good. Never again. Wow. Okay. Uh, Matt took Reese's Puffs. I came back with Frosted Flakes. He goes Lucky Charms. This is my favorite pick right here, Captain Crunch. Big Captain yeah, Crunch guy. I wish I had. I wish I would have got that one. Honey Honeycomb for Matt. I took Sugar Smacks in the fourth round. Maybe my only regrettable pick. I wish I would have. Matt reminded me of Fruit Loops when he took Fruity Pebbles with his last pick. Um, and then we both we both. Uh, Tip of the cap to Apple Jacks, Cheerios, and and Frosted Mini Wheats. Maybe Cookie Crisp, too. Never a big Cookie Crisp guy. Never yeah. was. So that's it. National Cereal Day. All right. I'm going to go have myself a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Pretty fun. Enjoy it, Matty. Have a good one, buddy. All right.